Well, Morena, good morning. So good to see you. Well, actually, I can't see you, but you can see me. But uh, here we are in traffic light system. But uh, I know you're gathering in um, all over the place in the live groups, watch parties, uh, also in cars and in, the, in your bedroom, wherever you are. Uh, we love you, and it's so good to worship together. We just listened to uh, Barry and Leticia Gager from Zion in YWAM. Maybe some of you have not seen this, uh, but they are missionaries uh, that we support in Northland with Youth with a Mission. And uh, they're just wonderful uh, missionaries from part of our church. And we actually have missions all over this nation, but also over the world. We have in Thailand, Indonesia, uh, in Tanzania, India. And we just love missionaries. You know, I'm, I'm a missionary kid, you know, fourth generation, and we just love missions and I want to I want to challenge you even as we go into the Christmas and then the New Year sometimes the giving goes down a little bit and I want to encourage you to keep giving to our missions and if you have never given to missions before maybe this could be your time to say hey I'm going to give part of my money to missions we believe in this church in tithing in giving our first fruits our first 10% to the church to God but then above it we give to missions so I challenge you I invite you to be part of this so together we can just just support his missionaries because honestly, so many people are getting saved, healed, and delivered. Amen? Amen. Well, just at the end, we're going to have communion. So make sure that you have your communion ready. Maybe some bread, some crackers, maybe some juice. I've got uh, grape juice here uh, or some water, whatever you want. So at the end, we can celebrate this together. Amen? Amen. I'd like to start with something funny, and some of you have been looking out for this for quite a while because I haven't given one for quite a while. And here we go. Funny story. I heard about this couple who were married for 60 years. I know some people in our church are married for 60 years. They were sitting on the front porch together feeling romantic. The wife said, I remember when you used to always hold my hand. Her husband reached over and held her hand. I also remember that you always used to kiss me on the cheek. And the man leaned over and kissed her on the cheek. She said, I even remember that you used to nibble my ear. The man got up and started to walk away. And she says, hey, where are you going? He says, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to return soon, but I'm going to get my teeth. <laughs> That's quite funny. I thought quite funny. Anyway, so, so good to be. Now, just last, last there's a couple of people here in the production, Jonathan and Bex, and honor you. Thank you for being here. And of course, the Holy Spirit and the angels and the cloud of witnesses. So I don't feel alone at all. It's actually quite amazing what God is doing in our midst. Last week, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you saw the recording. If you haven't, I would love you to watch it. We talked about unity of love, but Robin gave his testimony about having bowel cancer, one of the hardest cancers and one of the most uh, prolific cancers in this nation, and God has healed him of it. And so God is still a God of healing. He still does miracles, and you can still reach out to him because God wants to heal your body, heal your soul, heal your mind. God is a God of miracles. And yesterday on Saturday, we actually prayed for Pastor Paul. Paul DeYoung. Now I have an update that he actually had an operation that took some of the cancer out. Maybe even all the cancer, I don't know all the details, but he was walking around again. That was successful. So thank you so much. The whole nation, the whole world was praying for Pastor Paul. So keep praying for Pastor Paul DeYoung from Life Church in Auckland. Thank you so much. Now, and the other thing Catherine and I want to be thankful for is thank you for your support and love for me and for Catherine. 
and for our church. Last week we released um, the letter and what we felt from God what to do in the next couple of weeks, in these next six weeks. And the support has just been so overwhelming. The letters, the emails, the calls, the text that you all have given to us, encouraging us in the Lord. And so thank you so much for that because we feel really supported. I mean, this is the most loving church I have ever been part of, right? right? Yeah, one of the most loving people I've ever been part of because we love one another and then we also carry each other's burdens. And I love this. That's what it says in the Bible. It says in Galatians 2 that we to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, we will fulfill the law of Christ. You know, there's only one law. There's only one command that Jesus gave in the New Testament. It is the law of love. He says, love each other as I have loved you. You know, I love this in the Passion Translation. It says, love empowers. It empowers us to fulfill the law of the Anointed One as we carry each other's burdens. Can I say, at this moment, we've had two years of this COVID stuff, and some of us have been quite stressful and anxious, and we really need to carry each other's burdens. Some people are fearful still. And there's just a lot of things going on. And make, make sure that we reach out to a friend. Make sure we reach out to that workmate or that friend, that family member who need God and needs some encouragement in their life. Love is so empowering. And last week I talked about this. I talked about being united in love. I, I did this quote last week, but I want to do it again. This quote I used, it says, Unity in the church, it requires a community that is working together setting aside the preferences of the individual in order to reach for the kingdom of God. And you know, I love this so much because Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things will be added then also unto your life. And so we are called to lay aside those preferences. Yes, we can have preferences. We can have opinions, but we set them aside for the kingdom of God. Let's say it differently. We're not going to have these things interfere with our mission to reach lost people because we're called to reach lost people. Amen and to advance the kingdom of God. And the Bible actually talked about surrendering our rights. When we gave up our life to Jesus, even Jesus himself, he gave up his right to be the son of God. Even he gave up his right and became a servant to us in the same way we give up our rights. I said last week something that I thought was quite profound. I said sometimes we need to surrender the right to be right in order to be love. I'll say it again because it's so good. <laughs> Sometimes we need to surrender our right, and we have rights, to be right, and maybe you think you're right, but in order to be love. And sometimes love is more important than being right. And Jesus is training us to become love, to become more and more like Jesus, to change from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. But it's all about love, becoming more loving all the time. Can I have a good amen in this room? <laughs> you know, it's really amazing. It's amazing when we become loving that also we become more aligned. That somehow spiritual um, alignment and divine order comes into our lives when we start loving. Somehow priorities are strengthened and coming into alignment. And then it's amazing, and I want to talk about this today. Then we come into a state of peace, peace of God. 
the peace of God in our lives, the peace of God in our marriages, in our relationship, in our workplaces, in our church, in our nation, peace of God. And then we get to be centered people. And when we become centered people, then we become less grumpy. Hey, this is good news. <laughs> we become less grumpy. We become less upset. We become less agitated. We become less irritable, irritated. Less Serious. We take ourselves less seriously. Come on, guys. Sometimes we take each other way and way, or ourselves, way too serious. I am learning to laugh about myself because I don't want to take myself too seriously. You know, it's just overrated and it's not good for me. Amen? That's why. So we get centered and then we become more loving. And then what we see, then reconciliation comes through our lives. And we start loving people and we start making up and things start just changing. Peace comes into our lives. Peace comes to time. Now I want to say as we, as we journey towards Christmas in the church calendar, this is the advent of peace. So this week today and then this week, peace, the peace of God, celebrating the Prince of Peace who came, Jesus Christ himself, that's being celebrated uh, all throughout the world. And so I want to talk about this peace just briefly here this morning. And so um, I want to go to uh, Philippians. And uh, in Philippians, the book of Philippians, Paul wrote the book of Philippians. And he was actually writing in prison. Now, some of you feel like you are in prison. Some of the things that are happening in our nation are not that easy. And some of us are excluded for certain things. And you may feel imprisoned a little bit. So this is very relevant to even where we are and how some of us feel. And in this book, some of the main themes are hardship, humility, love, service, hope, beyond suffering. And God's glory. It, it, this is what it says. Paul tells the Philippians that even though they may face persecution and danger, their lives as Christians should be consistent with the truth of God in Jesus, who gave himself up in love for others. Sacrificial love for others. This is very relevant to us. Now, I want to take us to Philippians 4. It's one of my favorite uh, scriptures in the Bible. And here it goes. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Come on, let's say it together. And the peace of God will transcend our understanding and will guard our heart and our minds in Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing? Rejoice in the Lord always. Guys, always means always. When you have it good, when you have it bad, when you feel good, when you feel bad, when we are in the traffic light system or whatever system in the world. I want to say something to you. It says rejoice in the Lord. It doesn't say rejoice in the circumstance of what you find yourself in. It says rejoice in the Lord because rejoicing in the Lord is something powerful because God is always good. He is always right. He is always glorious. He is always powerful. He is always joyful, peaceful, kind, all these things. So when we start rejoicing ourselves in the Lord, and we focus on the Lord, then things start to come into alignment. And then he says, I say it again, rejoice. I tell you, 
joy, I'm not really talking about joy today, but of course joy is very much the theme of Christmas. Joy to the world, we sing, you know, because Jesus came to town. Joy to the world. But joy is a key in this world, a key to live the Christian life and a key to do well. Paul was saying this in the middle of being in prison. And these were not nice prisons. So we have to learn to rejoice in the Lord always. Let your, con- let, your t- <laughs> thank you. let your gentleness be known and evident to all. God is near. God is here. And that's also what we celebrate at Christmas. Emmanuel, God is with us. As Christians, God is in us. And God is like this. He is like this. He is kind. He is gentle in his way. And so he's calling us to be the same as he is. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried about anything. But look to Jesus and put Jesus first. It says here, it says here, but by prayer and petition and thanksgiving and worship and adoration and intimacy, he says, what, that, that's what you're supposed to do. So look to God, and when you look to God, things change in your life. I'll tell you something. Thankfulness is one of the most important keys to the Christian life. Thankful people are happy people. And I'll tell you why thankful people are happy people. It's because when we are thankful, the focus comes off ourselves and the things we find ourselves in, in whatever things going on in our lives. And we focus on Jesus and there's always something to be thankful about. Amen? Okay, and when we do this, when we focus on Jesus, then look what it says in Scripture. Then the peace of God that transcends our own understanding. So we don't get a lot of things. Even now, I don't get everything that's going on right now. Most of us surely do not, except for Catherine maybe, but not, not surely most of us don't get what's going on. Say, Lord, what's going on in the world? But it transcends all these things. It transcends our understanding. It transcends all this kind of stuff. And it guards, it says, it's guarding, it's protecting our heart, our mind, our soul in Jesus Christ. Come on, we need this right now. We need this peace right now. We need this trends and we need this in our lives so we can walk tall and be strong in our lives. So God is calling us to refocus and to realign ourselves to Jesus and to focus on Him. Amen? Amen. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Well, whatever is true, this is Jesus true. This is Bible true. This is like true, true. This is not Facebook true. This is not YouTube true. This is not news true. This is true, true. Jesus true. Jesus is the truth, way, the truth, and the life. Amen? True. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about those kinds of things. The Bible says to meditate on those kinds of things. And this will keep your mind at peace. To focus on these things that are admirable and beautiful and lovely and worthy of all this praise. Stay focused on Jesus. Verse 9, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me 
or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This is a key here. The God of peace will be with you when you put this stuff into practice. It does not automatically just happen. We got to put into practice that our mind is not focused on the problems, is not focused on the worry, is not focused on all these different things that are distracting us, but our mind keeps focusing on everything that's admirable and lovely and God and good and all this kind of stuff. When you do that, you stay in this place of godliness, if you like, and stay in this place of goodness and stay in the place where God lives in this way and you will find peace for your soul. Then the peace of God, I love this in the Passion Translation, keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic, real, honorable, admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure, holy, merciful, kind. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to the Bible? And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work that God of God, praising Him constantly. Oh, guys, this is the key. This is the key for the Christian life, but particularly right now as we're in this time, in this tumultuous time, that we can focus on Jesus, that we can worship Him. And then it says, put into practice the example that you heard from me, and the peace of God will be with you in all things. God wants to lead us into peace. Now the word peace in Hebrew is the word shalom. It's a beautiful word. It means many, many different things. It means even harmony. Our church is named now. There's harmony, uh, restoration, wholeness. It's a beautiful word. But we listened to uh, Matt Lansdowne, and he had just a beautiful explanation of the literal translation of shalom that was at camp the other day. And you know what it says? You know what shalom actually means? To be cut from the cords that lead to chaos. So shalom, peace, what it does... It is a sword it, that cuts the cords that lead to chaos. So, so peace is a sword that cuts us loose and off those things that bring chaos into our lives. So it's very, very powerful. It is stuff you take away your sword and you take away distraction and dissension and disunity and disloyalty and deception and this, the division. And you take those things out and then you come into, it brings you into freedom. It brings you into joy and it stills your storm. It stills your storm. It quiets, quiets the anxiety in your life, the fear, the worry. The confusion, it brings peace into your life. And God wants us to live in this peace. And God wants us to be a community who oozes this kind of peace, this kind of shalom. And that we bring it into our communities, into our workplaces, into our families. Everywhere we go, we bring peace in the middle of the storm. Amen. So the challenge is that we, that we cut these distractions from our lives, even right now, that we cut these things that divide us and all these kind of things. You know, I, was, um, I, love, I love our worship and I love the word harmony, of course. And one of the reasons why we use the word harmony in our church is because we love worship and we love harmonies and all this kind of stuff. But you know, uh, a dissonant chord it, is something that lacks harmony. 
So a dissonant chord is something that is off, a chord that's off. It actually says when a noise is dissonant, it sounds like it's broken apart and not meshing together well. It sounds bad. And, and I thought a great example that, that God wants us to cut those dissonant chords that just don't belong in our lives, in our family, in our church. And he wants to infuse us with the beautiful harmonies of heaven, the harmonies of the world, the harmonies of who he is, which is so important in our lives. Amen. So we start living in a community, living in harmony. Now, Peter, in the Bible, he talked about this. Look at this. Now, this is the goal. Here we are, the goal, the goal is to live in harmony. Let's say it together. To live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy, kindness towards other believers. Let humility describe you, who you are. Isn't that amazing? Let humility describe who you are. That's pretty profound, actually. As you are dearly love one another, never retaliate people when someone treats you wrongly. <laughs> this is so difficult. Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you. <laughs> Man. But instead, here we go, respond by speaking blessing over them because blessing is what God has promised over them. Come on, we are a blessed people. We are Christians. We are people who love other people, who love God and love people. And so for us, it, is, it, is, it should be relatively easy for us to bless other people, to speak blessing, even if people speak bad about you. I'm learning right now, if people speak bad about me or they retaliate or, do, or take me, whatever, I'm, I'm going to speak blessing over their lives. I'm going to come with the opposite spirit of the Holy Spirit to diffuse that whole thing that could be there. There could be an argument. There could be some kind of whatever. And I want to diffuse it. And I want blessing on people. Come on. That's what it says here. Let's express our affectionate love. Unvexed, vexed. It doesn't matter. We walk hand in hand, side by side, in unity, in harmony, preferring one another, loving people, loving each other, loving the world peacemakers changing the world in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to have a drink. Ah, oh, Christ's water is so beautiful. But this all starts by receiving peace. That sword that 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 takes away the cords of chaos, distractions, and dissension are things that are around us, fear. We want to take those things and don't allow those things in our lives. You got to be really careful what we focus on. Really be careful what you watch, what you meditate on. I love this because you will always reinforce the agenda and you will always echo the voice that you allow to be the loudest in your life. And my question to you is, what is the loudest voice in your life? What are you watching in your life? Because you will find that you will reinforce, reinforce that agenda that you're listening to or you will echo that voice that you're listening to because that's what you're thinking, that's what you're talking about and that's what you will reiterate. That, that will come out of your life and that's what you will think. There will be whole. And some of are online and your mind is one is here and one is completely different place because you talk and you listen to different things so what's out what you listen to who's got your ear what do you watch it's important that we that we keep focus on Jesus that here's our agenda here's our voice I want Jesus to be my voice 
<laughs> the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. I want, I want, to hear, I want him to hear my voice. I want, him to, I want to hear also his voice in my life. Amen? Come on, you're very quiet in here. There's not many people here. I miss the people in here. I miss you guys. Almost finished. Therefore, in Hebrews, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a crowd of great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. I want to say at the end of this year, coming to the end of this year, and also the end of two difficult years, I suggest we take a moment that we throw off those things that hinder us, that distract us, that pain us, that divide us, that confuse us, that upset us, and we somehow need to flush or just kind of say, hey, I am actually going to flush this stuff. I'm actually going to take it off myself and clean myself off these things, those things that steal your peace. He says, take them off, throw them, throw them away, throw them off. But focus yourself on Jesus Christ. He is the lover of our soul. He is wonderful. He's powerful. He is the Prince of Peace. Come on, let's say it all together. You are the Prince of Peace. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And let's say it together. And the Prince of Peace. He is the prince of peace, of an increase of his government and of that peace. There will be no end upon the throne of David, his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts. God will do this. Lord Jesus, we honor you. We bless your name. We give you praise that you are the king of glory, but also that you are the prince of peace and that you call us to be peacemakers peacekeepers and peacemakers. Father, that the shalom peace of God would always be in our hands. This sword that would cut away the distractions that we sometimes allow in our minds. And Lord, we say sorry for those things that we've looked at. We say sorry for those things, Lord, that should be not in our lives. Lord, those things that we've allowed to listen to, those things we watched, those things we, 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 um, we talked about. Father, we want to focus our, our lives on Jesus. Today, we refocus and we realign to your truth. And like the word says, we want to meditate on everything that is noble and beautiful and true and right and good. The glorious works of God. Lord, we love you so much. And we give you all praise. You're so good to us. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. It's one last scripture, which I've not on here, but I love the scripture, Isaiah 26, 3 that God will keep in perfect peace all those whose mind is set on him and who will trust in him. What a powerful scripture to end this service today.